Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy Tuesday. It's Turbo Tuesday, so I'm going to give you some turbo content. That's coming up. But we are going to recap the 3 nothing victory in the preseason over the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to get you ready for tonight as we take on the Calgary Flames. And who are some of the rookies slash prospects that really stood out to Dave Haxtell and some other folks around Kraken Nation. We're going to talk about all of that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. My name is Erica L. The L stands for Lindsay. Erica Lindsay Ayala here. I am your host, and I'm excited. We got Seattle Kraken hockey. And guess what? It's another game day. That's right. Today is another game day. So I wore my jersey yesterday, so I wasn't going to pull it out today. But I will be wearing it tonight as the Seattle Kraken host the Calgary Flames at Climate Pledge Arena. We're going to talk about that coming up in the second stanza or the second segment of the podcast. But first, let's talk about this win, baby. Let's talk about this win at home, Climate Pledge Arena, with all the fans. It was amazing. So first thing I want to talk about before we get to the stats and facts, this was the first time that we saw the Seattle Kraken roll out kind of the vision that they have for their broadcast squad. Remember, we brought in Eddie Olchek. We brought in Nick Olchek. That means JT Brown, Eddie Olchek, and John Forslund are the, the duo, or the trio, excuse me. And then Allison Lucan, who we had on the podcast Last week on Friday, and you'll hear from Allison Lucan again this week, she also has an expanded role. Piper Shaw back. Of course, the Root Sports crew all back. So what did it look like? Well, we talked about this on the show. It sounded very much like it was going to be John and Eddie in the booth, JT down low, and that is exactly what we heard and what we saw. Now, here are a few things. There's a piece of me, if I'm keeping it 100%, that's like, yo, yeah, they, they booted JT out of the booth. Uh, that being said, uh, save for a few awkward times where I thought actually the booth was trying a little bit too hard to get JT involved, I think having JT ice level really uh, focuses on JT's strength strengths right now as a broadcaster, breaking down the play, giving us insight from ice level. I liked it. I do think the timing of tossing it down to him or maybe trying to get him involved instead of just focusing on the game. I thought they were a little rough on the edges. I might be a little more critical than your average person because I am a broadcaster and you know, some of, and also even if I wasn't a broadcaster, like transitions are extremely important to me. So there are a few awkward transitions, but that is to be expected. It wasn't anything that like blew up the broadcast. Um, also, I was tweeting from the the account, the 
the podcast account. And a lot of people or one person in particular referred to this as a bromance between John and Eddie. I didn't, I don't think I ever used that term. I'm not sure if you picked up the energy that I was getting, but yes, big bromance vibes. It's one of the videos of media availability that I haven't posted quite honestly, because it's a lot of inside talk and it's just not my style. So, ah, you know, I could do without it. I didn't listen into the radio broadcast yesterday, but I will be listening to radio tonight um, to see how um, how the radio crew is doing. They're more or less the same, of course. But um, so I thought it was great. I think what you can absolutely tell is that John is comfortable with Eddie. There were times last year where I didn't think he was as comfortable, dare I say, even as patient as he could have been with JT Brown. I kind of tongue-in-cheek joked, but uh, he kind of he got on Allison, who is very punny, if you didn't know that. If you don't follow Allison Lucan, you should definitely do that, um, at Allison, L-A-L-I-S-O-N, capital L, Um She's very punny. She made a few puns when she filled in for JT Brown. She talked about that on uh, the first part of our conversation with her. And I was like, John, bro, like chill out. He makes a lot of corny jokes too. Again, it was, uh, you could tell. I talk about um, Philip Grubauer and his comfort level with the Seattle Kraken. I'm realizing now John Forslund in his element with Eddie Olchek. So for that reason, I mean, I'm with everyone that's saying, oh, this is like the best broadcast team. I think it has a lot of potential. But uh, all things said, I am very excited to see what is going to transpire. I thought Root Sports did a great job, and John Forslund had a really interesting conversation with Ron Francis. So they set up this... Um, they set up this segment and they were like, oh, John talking to Ron about the state of the franchise. And I'm thinking they're going to play the clip of what we saw on ice. We played it on yesterday's show. No, 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 no. This was a separate conversation specifically for the broadcast. And, um, you know, I think it was an interesting conversation where they talked about Dave Haxtell and John Forslund's asking Ron Francis, like, how much faith do you have in Dave? What did you make of his first season? And what Ronnie Francis said, which I thought was very illuminating, and I hadn't read or heard him say this anywhere else, so forgive me if it, it had been out there. But um, he talked about really at the time last season them not getting a fourth coach for Dave Haxtell and that making – a little bit of everything stretched out for Dave and the rest of his staff. They just couldn't find the right person. So he feels like the coaching staff overall is built up for success. But he talked about that in a lot of ways with goaltending. I talk about goaltending all the time. Of course, everyone's talking about special teams, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. But Ron Francis broke that down as to some of the things – from a coaching perspective that he wanted to improve and ways that Ron Francis has now set Dave Haxtell up for success. So he didn't necessarily, he didn't directly take heat and he certainly didn't send any heat Dave's way, but he, I thought had a very diplomatic way in that conversation on root sports with John Forslund, a very diplomatic way of saying we all need to be better. And that's the messaging that we are hearing through and through from Seattle. So, 
So quickly, before we go into our next segment, let's talk about the game. Let's show you what transpired. Um, it was, again, 3-0 um, was the ultimate score here. You can see it was a scoreless first period. That first period, the pace was very nice to see, having not seen a Seattle Kraken game in a little while. But the execution wasn't quite there. You did see what the Seattle Kraken is trying to do offensively. And Nick Olchek, who, again, on the broadcast, and they kind of have like a two crews that they're doing um, analysis, root sports, that is. And so it's a very interesting little combo there. But when Nick Olchek was talking, he talked a lot about offense being your best defense. And I have talked on Locked on Kraken. Let me get rid of this for a minute. I have talked on Locked on Kraken about that the Seattle Kraken did a lot offensively, or they did more offensively than they did defensively. The thing, though, is, um, and I don't know if we'll see it transpire, or we didn't see it transpire in a way that could be a, a bad thing, um, but... I still I still wonder if we have enough defensively. I do like that we're winning the puck back. We're still giving the puck up in all three zones. We're still doing that. I do like that we can win the puck back, um, and I think that's a good thing. So really quickly here, let's go over these stats. Again, the Seattle Kraken get the 3-0 three no three victory. Two goals in the second period, one in the third. Let's look at these stats. You know, I like to look at the stats. The shots on goal. So this is something that I tweeted from the account. The shots on goal in favor of the Oilers, 29 to 27. But the shots on goal halfway through the first period were three shots on goal total. Total between both teams. Um, and one thing that I, I thought was hilarious, Eddie Olchek, uh, especially at Jonas Donskoy, who we know has had a problem shooting the puck. He's like, shoot the puck. <clears throat> and it was a little off-putting off because, you know, John's in the middle of calling, and then you just hear someone saying, shoot the puck. And I think John was kind of ribbing him in a, in a mild, you know, way. But it was like, yo, we got to get you. Like, yeah, I forget what he said, but kind of alluding to that he's got to get his mute button working because it was a disruption for sure. Not something that you would traditionally aim for in the middle of a broadcast, but very reminiscent of all of us watching at home. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. And so Eddie Olchek talked about that a lot, really wanting the Seattle Kraken to take more cracks at the net. And I think we can all attest to that. I mean, hockey fans everywhere can attest to that. So I thought it was a, a humorous thing. Um, but again, just one of those things that's still working in refinement as Eddie gets more familiar. And the thing about being on a broadcast on a team broadcast is you can kind of lean into that Homer mentality a little bit more than when you're on a national broadcast. Um, other things that I thought were interesting, we were perfect on the penalty kill, but 0 for 6 on the power play. So still something that the Seattle Kraken have to work on is special teams. I do think that we were physical. You see 23 hits here. Physical, but with intention, with a purpose. Not just some of this dumb stuff. I think personally that's dumb. Just getting hits, you know, to kind of rile up your team. I, I get it to, a, to an extent, but I just... 
I, I don't think you got to, you can't start a game like that. You reserve those hits for when it's a, essentially a retaliation or maybe a better way of saying it is when the players are uh, handling business, uh, you know, the way that players do. So um, I thought it was interesting. So we did see the combination that I talked about yesterday with Oliver Bjorkstrand. He was on the right wing with uh, Ryan Donato on your left wing and Maddie Beneers as centerman. And for that, we got two goals from that line. So you can see that Maddie Beneers scores the first one. Um, and Sapala uh, got the assist. They're going to talk about him. And then Ryan Donato getting an assist from Joey Decord. Oh, and there's a story behind that. I thought Piper Shaw did a great job getting that story at intermission. And then we heard from Ryan Donato also after the game. But coming up next, I'm going to take you to some of what the players were saying. So we're going to hear from Dave Haxtell and from Maddie Beneers about how the game transpired, but particularly about one defensive player that stood out to them. Um, in this game. So that's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for football betting and info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in depth articles, and analysis. But that's not all that you can find on Bet Online. And I'm going to take you over to Bet Online right now because, of course, it's not just football stuff, but it's hockey stuff as well, baby. And look at this we've got Calder Memorial Trail. Trophy odds for the 2022-23 season. Of course, the Calder Cup goes to, and I want to I want to give the quote here. It's uh the most proficient first year player. That's a fancy way of saying rookie of the year. And our dude Maddie Beneers is eligible. Look at that. He's right in the mix, top three behind Mason McTavish and Owen Powers. I've also seen elsewhere that we have. Uh, Shane Wright. So here he is behind Logan Thompson. And, and there he is, plus 2,200 for Shane Wright. Okay. So remember, that's Bet Online, great sponsor that we have here. And you can head to betonline.net. You can use your mobile device, your desktop, whatever you got, because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right. Thank you, Bet Online. And we are back, Locked on Kraken fans, Seattle sports fans. Uh, the Mariners are doing doing the thing. I remember uh, I was in Seattle for their push. They ultimately didn't make the playoffs last year, but they are uh, in the mix. Mathematically speaking, if you're not listening to Locked on Mariners, make sure you check it out because they've got you covered. Ty Dane Gonzalez and the crew um, letting you know everything that you need to know about the Mariners. And, of course, we've got the Seahawks still, uh, or still, they just really started their season um, there's not a locked on soccer or at least not a women's soccer, but oil rain also doing the dang thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you as always for though making locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And then there are plenty of other options. If you indeed are a Seattle sports fan for you to listen and keep up with goings on in the Emerald city. Okay. 
let's first go to uh, Dave Haxtell because you're going to hear him talk about, um, again, a, a particular player that he thought played well, and Maddie Benier is also going to weigh in on that. But also he talked about some of the sloppiness of this game because it was kind of sloppy at times, as to be expected, but still. Let's call a spade a spade. Here's Dave Haxtell post-game after the 3-0 victory in the first preseason game for the Seattle Kraken in their second overall season. We competed pretty hard together, and that's, you know, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of ugly portions of that game, especially early on. Um, we got a little bit better, you know, we had a little more, uh, you know, a little more cohesion as we went through the second period and, um, you know, found a little bit of momentum in the third. So those are all real, real positive things. It's been a while since you've been able to see Brandon Tanev on that penalty kill unit. What did you think about that, what, the way that that unit played? Well, they, you know, they got some work tonight, and uh, you know, not only not only uh, you know Brandon, but you know the entire group. You know, they were they were good. They were solid. We gave up. You know, I had uh, probably two good chances against, and and actually one of those chances came off of our tape. We we put it back into the slot. So overall, that's a good start. Um, you know, to score the shorty is nice. It's a it's a good individual play by Turbo to to, to create that opportunity, and you know it's nice for those guys to be able to finish it. I thought uh, I thought Pat's had a really good night tonight, you know, and and he's not a guy that uh, is probably going to show up a lot in the in the stats or on the scoreboard, um, but you know that he's one of the guys that uh, really competitive, smart, good stick, uh, does a lot of little good things out there. So, um, you know, I'm singling him out. There's there's others, you know, a couple of the couple of the young guys, uh, you know, younger guys on the back end. So there you go. Uh, didn't like some of the sloppiness early on. I mentioned that. I alluded to it in our first segment. We are in the second stanza right now, the second uh, segment of our show, Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast for the Seattle Kraken. If you want to listen to all of Dave's comments, head over to Locked on Kraken on YouTube. Thank you so much for those who are listening on YouTube. We also appreciate those listening on audio. You're all amazing and we're seeing growth we continue to see growth on the channel and that's because of you gracias obrigada tak all of the things that was thank you in uh spanish portuguese and swedish so there you go um i'm gonna continue practicing merci beaucoup thank you very much um so uh, <laughs> you can head over to the YouTube page, watch the full comments from uh, Dave Haxtell from last night from Maddie Beneers, who you'll hear from in a little bit. Also, Ryan Donato talked to uh, to the media, and um, we're going to hear from him in a little bit, particularly one little slither, um, and we'll get to that coming up. But let's first go to Maddie Beneers because you heard Dave Haxtell shout somebody out. And Maddie Beneers does as well. Here's Maddie talking about connecting with one of his defensemen on that first goal to open up the preseason for the Seattle. To open up the season with uh, the scoring of the season. Can you think back to how you found the space for that first goal? Um, yeah, I think it was uh, Petra. Um, he made a good play on, on D and stepped up. And um, I think I was just getting on the ice. I don't, I don't really no, and he found me and then uh, went in, so it was nice. It was fun. So that's right, folks. Maddie Beneers, of course, he got the assist. And Dave Haxtell also mentioning Petra Sapala, your defenseman 
for the Seattle Kraken. Now, Sapala played with Rafferty. So both of these players trying to figure out if they are going to have some time, have some space, have some time on the roster. Uh, you know, another player not expressly mentioned, but who I thought opened the game well, uh, comparative to some other players, Riker Evans. Oh, baby, Riker Evans. So you've got Sepala gets, uh, Sepala, excuse me, gets a uh, an assist. Uh, you've got Riker Evans put on big hits and was matched up with um, with Larson, which I liked. I liked that uh, a lot. And um, Schultz getting top minutes on that top pair. Um, we still need some work defensively, <laughs> in my opinion. We still need some work. But I want to take you right now uh, to an article. This comes from the Hockey Writers. Was signing Sepala a hit or a miss for the Seattle Kraken. And so this is a, an article that talks about prospects. If you are listening on audio, thank you again. And check the show notes if you want to see the link. If you are watching on YouTube, same thing. Check the uh, description for this episode and you can see this in its entirety. Um, but low risk, high reward, Big-bodied defenseman. You know I like big-bodied defensemen. I do believe in big-bodied defensemen that can get the puck moving. And that's Sapala. He's 22 years old, undrafted, but signed by the Seattle Kraken in May, 6-2, and has had some success playing in the Finnish leagues. Um, and... A lot of people expect, including in this article, that he can thrive offensively. And I think that's important. Again, Nick Olchek talked about the Seattle crack and kind of their MO with a lot of the signings and the makeup, if you will, the um, you know, the the, the type of player that we signed this offseason, whether it be through the draft, whether it be through trades free agency, whatever. I do think Nick Olchek did a great job. As a matter of fact, his energy for me was tops. It wasn't too much. It wasn't, you weren't, you, you weren't wanting more. I think he gave a, a good punch and then got out. I, Nick Olchek is my MVP. Obviously I love Allison Lucan. That goes without saying. So I'm not even, you know, like uh, in this house we stand. Um, but as a new voice, as a new face, Nick Olchek, rising star is what they're saying about the guy. So uh, for my money, and oh man, the jokes, first of all, they're a little bit recycled if you've been keeping up with some of the news in the Seattle Kraken, you know, universe, Twitterverse, whatever. But um, they really lean in on his looks, which, uh, how do I say this? As a woman, I've uh, been a woman all my life, um, there's a, there's a part of me that gets a little bit of fulfillment from a man being defined perhaps, or compared, uh, especially to his father weird, um, by his looks. There's just like a little bit of me that enjoys that is like, Oh, so how do you like it? And then there's another part of me because I've been a woman all my life. That's like, okay, can we not, um, continued to do this like it's kind of weird that you keep bringing up his looks like I I never really thought about it I mean is he he's a young man you know nice haircut um 
but I feel like you're forcing me to believe that he's a good looking guy. I'm not saying that he's not. I just like, I, I haven't even had a chance to make up my mind because that's what you're telling me he will be defined as, or at least that's how my brain works. That was a little bit of a, of an aside. Anyway, that's why I talked about Nick Olchek and his talent. I think he's got a lot of energy. I think he's sharp. Um, he gets to his point. He gets in, he gets out, and he sets up his uh, his co-host. Love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, back to Sapala. The reason I mentioned Nick Olchek, and then I took that tangent, is because Nick Olchek, again, had been talking a lot in the pregame show about offensive um contributions, even on the defensive side. So to see Sapala get that assist, it was a really now let's let's keep it real. Maddie had to work for that goal. Not only was the placement of that goal ridiculous and perfect, but the pass came in a little bit behind him. And so he had to make a nice move to get that onto his stick in a way where he could get a excellent snipe on goal and past the goal line. But, um, you know, I, I'm very curious to see what Sapala is going to give us. I think some people are wondering if he doesn't kind of get it together, either through the AHL, um, more than likely through the AHL, if he will peter out, um, do we need him to be effective and productive at 22 right now um, in order to kind of collect all of his, um, you know, of his best talent, his best body of work? I don't know. Only time will tell. You never know when it comes to prospects. But Dave Hack still liked what he saw, and it's very rare for Dave to call one guy's name out, as you heard. Um, obviously, Maddie Beneers got the assist, so I thought that was interesting. Okay, okay, okay. I went on a tangent there about Nick. It was just a weird thing. I don't know. Anyone else find it a little weird that they're always talking about his looks? And maybe it was also because it was, again, a lot of recycled material. If you watched the state of the franchise, I mean, the jokes were like, I was like, oh, man, we're doing – it's the same thing. It's the, you know, oh, you know, I'm not playing center. He's, you know, we know JT isn't. We know JT's doing that. And, no, you know, better looking, gets it from his mama. Like, I was just like, like, please make it stop. Um, anyway, that was my biggest complaint. That's not too bad. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's hear from Ryan Donato about Joey Decord and how playing against Joey Decord in high school set him up for a really great goal, a gritty goal, getting it done, you know, crashing the net, just like Dave Haxtell said, and then a nice little turtle spinorama. Um, and then I'm going to get you ready with the lineup for tonight's game against Calgary. Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Crack and making us your first listen of the day. Again, I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Not a fan of the bromance or awkward conversations about how someone is much better looking than their father. But other than that, I had a great time listening to the broadcast. It was good to see the gang back with the additions. Again, Nick Olchek got my first star. Speaking of first star of the game last night, Maddie Beneers, goal scorer number one. Uh, your third star of the game, Morgan Geeky, goal scorer number three. What a great shorthanded goal by Geeky set up by 
Turbo Tenev. And um, speaking of Turbo, we're going to get first, we're going to hear from Ryan Donato about getting that assist. What a great pass by Joey Decord. Of course, Martin Jones and Joey Decord split the game right in half. Um, but let's hear from Donato, and then you'll hear a little bit about Brandon Tanev. I talked about this on the show, but it's Turbo Tuesday, so I've got to show you Turbo a little bit, and then we'll get to uh, Calgary, which we are facing. We're facing the Calgary Flames tonight. Hey, Ryan, can you take us to that uh, wraparound goal? Yeah, it always is, right? Uh, no, I uh, I was saying earlier, I was lucky to play against her, not lucky, to play against uh, Joey in high school a bunch, and I think I've seen him make a couple breakaway passes like that, so as soon as he got his eyes up, uh, I was on the other side waiting for it, and uh, yeah, he made a nice play. A lot of uh, kudos to him for sure. Brandon, how does it feel to be back at full speed and competing again? Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, It's been a long time uh, coming. Obviously, it was uh, a long year last year with surgery, but it's nice to be back at camp and on the ice with your teammates and, um, and back in Seattle. Did you start feeling like yourself again? Yeah, obviously, it took a little bit of time and learning to do things that came so easily, but I think once you're back on the ice and back out there with your teammates and back in the city of, of Seattle, you're excited to be back here for training camp and ready to get the season started. Do you have any restrictions to start off with? No, as far as I'm concerned, I'm ready to go and excited to be out there. Donnie boy, uh, I know Piper Shaw is trying to make the hashtag Boston Boys, B-O-I-S. Not a fan of the spelling B-O-I-S, but I, I feel what you're going for it, going for there. I think we can workshop it. But yes, the Boston Boys connected for the third overall goal. You heard from Turbo. He's good to go. And oh, baby, aren't we all thrilled about that? But we're going to close out the show. Let's take a look at what we're going to see tonight. So again, we have had these teams, um, let me get rid of this ticker here. We've had these teams play a few, a few games now, um, Calgary and Seattle. So we're going to get Philip Grubauer and Magnus Helberg likely splitting time. We'll get the word probably a little bit later, but we're going to see a new litany, a new cast of characters. I'm particularly interested to see, I mean, everyone's going to be watching Shane Wright. I think not having Yanni Gord, obviously, I want to see what Yanni is going to do. But I'm particularly interested to see what Daniel Sprung is going to do. Yes, Shane Wright. But Fergus, the Fergus Circus, I'm excited. As well as Jaden Schwartz coming back from injury. Said he's feeling good. We've heard from him on the show. Um, Jared McCann, of course, first player to, to get a, a multi-year contract signed him. We're also going to get Everly. Um, so, you know, it's a totally different lineup. Will Borgen, who apparently was going to get traded to the, uh, to the New York Rangers. That is, that was totally a rumor. It was a hypothetical. We talked about it on the show. Check that out. I'll pop it up here somewhere if you want to watch it. But, uh weird times uh will borgen i don't know yeah, no, yeah, yeah you know i don't know but anyway all right folks that's gonna be our show again tonight we have a game it's another seattle kraken g -g game day it's a game day let's get excited here are some essentials by bob condor what are we thinking find your groups all right team blue gets the opportunity to impress coaches so what are we going to see? 
Uh, this is all about chemistry, getting the line pairings or line combos and deep pairings correct. I like it. Forward motions. He talks about really gourd, basically everything I just said. So there you go. Fantastic. More Kraken to watch. Marcus, let's go. Now you can watch or listen on Kong TV or KJR 950. I, again, will be listening to the radio. I believe this is also on NHL.com or, excuse me, I believe this is also on NHL Network, so go check that out. At least it was listed for me. But um, here we go. We've got the, it's coming up tonight. Um, I'm excited. I know y'all are excited. Back at Climate Pledge Arena, it's going to be a good time. I mean, what is there not to like? Seattle Kraken hockey on its way back, baby. Yes, we know this is only the preseason, but hockey is hockey is hockey, baby. Tuesday, September 27th. That's today. If you're watching for today, that's 7 p.m. local time. Yes, indeed. You can watch on the NHL network. You can also watch on Kong TV. And of course, you can listen to wherever it fits you on the radio. Whoa. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we have Seattle uh, at Vancouver. It's going to be a good time. All right. Hold fast. Stay true. It's a game day, baby. So that means we're all in unison saying, let's go cracking. And I will catch you tomorrow. Peace.